welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda, aka Boston White, and I'm joined by some of my bestest buds today. So, and I liked that that little sight. It was nice. It meant a lot. <laughs> I'm joined by Nick. Hello. That was uh, peppy. I was trying to be quick. Oh, oh thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. I'm also joined by Luke. <laughs> and Chris Ripley. Happy nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> you know what all I'm imagining is that Craig listens to podcasts on like 1.5 speed or 2 speed. <laughs> and I imagine oh. how fast that's going to sound to him. Oh, it's going to be an absolute mind F for him. Honestly, can't wait for him to go mad about it in the group. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, so we've got quite a bit to get through on this episode because some exciting things have been going on in the Circle K today. So we'll start the show like we usually do with what we're drinking. So Nick, I'm going to come back to you again. Cheers, Prince Max. <laughs> I love it. The, 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 beer's too, the beer's too warm, so I'm on cherry Pepsi Max. I didn't stick it in the fridge in time. Oh, you know what? I'll, like, I'll I'll try and speed this up too. I went to the cinema the other day, and obviously you can have beer in the cinema now. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have a freaking Budweiser. So then the girl comes over and she's like, these haven't been in the fridge, so I don't know if you still want them. And I was like, well, what other beer do you have? And she was like, Corona. And I was like, no, I'll take the Budweiser. And not only had it not been in the fridge, it was like she'd had them on the freaking radiator. <laughs> and I'll drink any Budweiser, but this was terrible. I could not drink it. I was very disappointed. Anyway, first tangent down. Let's <laughs> drink it. Cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, guys, what happened was I said that I don't want to do a two-hour-long episode again. <laughs> we condense it to like 30 to 40 minutes, like a regular episode would have been in the past. So everyone's just speeding for everything. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to like ruin anything, but that's a second tangent. So you, know. yeah. you got okay. one more. Tangent what? Chris <laughs> Ripley, what are you drinking? I am drinking a nice glass <laughs> of Germany's best Jägermeister. Whoa! God! What, just a hardcore? Yeah. <laughs> it helps you sleep. Does it? Yeah, it's like NyQuil. Oh, I feel like it makes me being girls gone wild. Hello. Well, yeah. I know what we're going to be drinking on the uh, 27th of September. No, nobody needs to see that. I'm drinking Coke. Whoa. I know. Because um I'm on a wedding diet for Asha's wedding. Uh, and I know that Coke's still bad, but I mean it's not as bloaty as what beer is, and I've been drinking an awful lot of beer because obviously we had Asha's bachelorette party this past weekend. Yeah. Coke or diet coke though? Regular Coke. I don't I don't oh, fuck with Diet Coke. Oh, there you go. See, that's where you're going wrong. No, because it. I'll tell you offline why I don't drink diet cokes. Don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a reason Good why. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do another tangent. Tomato mozzarella indigo. <laughs> right. Okay. The Universal Theme Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys. 
to find great prices for your next Disney holiday, as well as letting someone take the stress of booking your fast pass and dining reservations, contact Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or wpmagicjourneys on social media. Mention Diz After Dark for $25 off your deposit. It is a smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. So, exciting things happened this week. Well, in the past week since we've recorded last. So, Hagrid's is officially open. And <laughs> our Luke went to opening day. What time did you get there at Luke? Uh, like... I think seven thirty eight ish. Okay, so I feel like obviously we're five hours ahead here. So our friend Tim was texting me at maybe about four o'clock in the morning your time because I was just getting into work, and he was like, "We're pretty much leaving now," and I'm like, "You're insane." And then I was messaging you like, "Luke, people are already there." Yeah, I overslept, <laughs> and I didn't wake up till five thirty. So wow, kind of rushed. Yeah, that kind of sucked, but. Um, yeah, that whole day was quite the adventure. So we were seeing posts on Twitter from literally the minute that the park opened that that the wait time was going to be eight hours. Was that accurate? Yeah, that was below accurate. Well, for what we waited. I know people who waited 13 hours (gasps) and they still got on, but still 13 hours and in the rain. Hell no. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, like, how, (laughs) I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. How did they manage that? Like, how did they, I'm imagining that an eight-hour queue, or a 10-hour queue, or a 13-hour queue, because when you were messaging me, you were near Poseidon's Fury. Oh, yeah, like in the back? Yeah. So how did they manage that long of a line going through the park? They mostly just put up barricades throughout the entire park. So the line started at the very front. Like as soon as you walked in the port of entry, you could see Hulk right there and then straight ahead by all the rocks in the smoking area. That's where the line started. Oh wow. And then it went it wrapped around all through there, did a couple switchbacks, and then went through Seuss Landing, but behind like you know where uh the Green Eggs and Ham restaurant is. Mm-hmm. It went back behind there and then over to the bridge right in front, right at the entrance of uh, the Lost Continent, it crossed over there and then was kind of like hugging the wall on the uh, the bridge right there. Then went around into the queue entrance of Poseidon's Fury, went behind Poseidon's Fury, like the entire show building. What? And then you continued all the way around until Sinbad. So then you're backstage this entire time. And they had like a DJ, a whole bunch of water tubes. It was kind of cool to see the backstage. I liked seeing it because like all the people clocking in, clocking out. I'm like, hey, <laughs> they are real people. <laughs> but so then you got out into the front of Sinbad and a whole, that area was awful because there was no cover. It was just hot and it didn't move. It kind of broke, it broke down a lot. It broke down too many times because of the rain because of technical problems. And then apparently after it broke down, they had to wait another 30 minutes to get the entire ride back up. So it was, it was a whole bunch of fun. But then uh, from Sinbad, you went, it just kind of straight into Hogsmeade right there. And then that was it. Then you're at the queue. It was crazy. Wow, that sounds intense. 
Yeah, so it was giant giant game of snake. What? So what did you need to do if you needed to go for a pee? You can just get out of line. Usually the cast members are pretty good at remembering your face. Like, I never... I think I left the line twice, and both times they didn't even ask. They were just like, yep, come back in. Well, what about really- food? Because I know that t- Tim texted me first to say that he'd left the queue because he felt sick because he'd been in the heat for too long and he yeah. needed food. And I was like, that's a good point, actually, because could like could you take food into the line with you and just like walk around eating your food? Yeah, you could definitely take food in with you. But um, Ashton also got out of line again. They were just really good. Like I know they had tickets after opening day because I think they had a problem with people just getting in line. But um, for opening day, they would just let you in and out as much as you needed, as long as you had someone in line. That's good. And I did see yeah. that the water that they were handing out was gilly water, and that's like five dollar water. I think a gilly water. Didn't you? No, I got a Niagara water. I actually saw a bottle right here. You got <laughs> gypped. Well, I mean, I I don't know. Free water is free water. I mean, free I mean, water is free water, but I'd rather free gilly water. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just to remind all our listeners, um, water that comes out of tap is kind of free. <laughs> yeah, also. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> but it was a kind thing for them to do to be handing out expensive bottled water to everyone yeah. that was waiting yeah, in line. That was that yeah. was good management. So every time it had shut down, it needed to have 30 minutes to reset when it was going to come back up. So that's yeah. what was making it take such a long time. Yeah, that's what they were telling us, and that's, I think, what took up most of the time. Do you know how many cars they had running? Because they... they uh, the plan is to have a lot, isn't it? Was it like 14 cars off the top of my head, I think? I'm actually not sure. I don't even know how much they had the day we were running. I would I would guess at least six or seven, maybe. Okay. Full cars? I don't know. I would have to... I'll, I'll try to count next time. Yes. So, I mean, you're in line. It was raining. Oh, yeah. A lot. Well, it wasn't raining yet. The okay. First, for the most part, it was pretty... It was pretty... It was kind of cloudy, so it wasn't too bad. It was shady. It was still hot for sure, but the clouds definitely helped. But then around, uh, once we got into Hogsmeade, we started getting poured on. Like right as we were about to put our stuff into a locker, it just started raining. So we were so, like, so you you got free water at this point. I mean, if I was going to wait thirteen hours in the blazing hot Florida sun, plus getting rained on. I'd want unlimited butter beer and a lap dance from Hermione Granger. <laughs> oh, yeah, but hang on, Chris. Which one? Do you mean like Emma Watson, Hermione Granger, or Hermione Granger from the train? Oh, oh, God. Ain't no one paying for that one. <laughs> so, when, so it started raining as you were putting your bags in the locker. Yeah. So. We got part on, and then it kind of broke down there as well, because with the rain and thunder, they had the, well, the rain, they ran it, but when it started thundering is when they had to shut down the ride, or lightning. So it started doing that as soon as we got to the lockers. So we were just kind of held up right out front of the entrance, just getting poured on for a bit. And then we finally got into the ride queue, and it was raining this entire time, and then it broke down again. And at this point, we were coming up on like seven and a half, almost eight hours. So we were both pretty, uh, you know, a little grumpy. Plus, I had work the next morning at 5 a.m. 
So I was needing to leave. We didn't want to, but then it just kept on breaking down. The lightning, the rain. It wasn't fun. So we uh we left. How did you make that decision though? Because I literally remember one of the first time that I wrote Gringotts, I got to the bit where it's like the long corridor and you're about to go into the lift. And it's like they separate you off into the two the two queues. Oh yeah. That bit in like 20 minutes. And then they're like, okay, we've had a breakdown. Like you're more than welcome to stay in line, but it might be a little while. And I waited for four hours. Oh my God. I know. And I was like, now I'm too invested. I'll die in this queue if I have to. Yeah. I'm not getting out. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what we were thinking. (laughs) I'm so glad we left because if we didn't leave, I think we would have been in line for like 12 to 13 hours. Wow. Yeah. So that would have been very rough. I mean, it must have been like a little bit soul crushing though to leave. It was, but also we're back there enough. Like I just got on it the other day for two hours, two hour wait. So this is the exciting bit that I want to hear about. Yeah. So that's why we weren't too, we weren't too mad because, you know, just come back and go on it. But the single riders line is open and we had a friend who went in the same time as we did and he got on in about 45 minutes. So I'm definitely doing that next time. 100%. But we waited two hours. I think okay. it broke down twice, but it wasn't raining at all. So it was just when you waited two hours going off of the dragon challenge queue area, because I haven't looked at any point of view videos. I haven't looked at any like queue area videos. I don't know how much of that area has changed. That was a very, very big queue in area. Was that whole two hours confined to that? Or did you still have to queue outside of the attraction? Most of it was just inside. Luckily, we got there when the ride had just opened up from being broken down. So we kind of got straight into the building within like five minutes. So yeah, that was about two hours just from uh, from where the, as soon as you get in the building. But that was also with two breakdowns. And that's air conditioned now, yeah? Because yeah. I saw people saying last week at opening that it was not air conditioned. Yeah, people, I saw a lot of tweets too, but they did add like a whole AC unit in this door, which Mm -hmm. in this room that I saw people complaining about the heat in. So I think they are definitely listening. Yes. Okay, so have you ridden it just once or twice? Just once. Okay. Did you pick sidecar or motorbike? We just let whoever pick. Ash and I were both like, we don't really care. Whichever one we'll get, we'll do the other next time. But so I got sidecar okay which i like i don't know people are saying it's very tight uh tight fit but it, it's not i mean you're tall yeah and it's so, even connor who's like way taller than me said he was fine in the sidecar i want to see craig in the sidecar <laughs> i said i said i want to go in the sidecar but i want to see craig in the sidecar yeah you have to absolutely <laughs> Okay, so how was it? I want to hear everything about it. Oh my goodness. So I think prob you I mean, everybody's been saying it's the best ride at Universal now, which I would kind of have to agree with because <laughs> the coaster aspect is amazing. I don't know how many launches there are. It felt like there were only a few, but I heard there were seven, which I don't know if that's true. But the launch we were in the back row too, so we got pulled with the launch. 
So it was super, super fast. The turns are amazing. They're like the heart roll turns. Mm. It's very similar to Cheetah Hunt. Oh. I've been on that at Busch Gardens. It's like the same kind of coaster too, but so much fun. I don't want to spoil too much. The animatronics are insane. Um, I heard a lot of the re- some of the reason why they've, they've been uh, technical breakdowns is because of people using their mobile phones on it. Oh. Yeah, they, I heard they have to e-stop the ride if somebody starts recording or any of that. So yeah, I was going to try to record until I heard that. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So there's no metal detectors? No. And you are allowed to take like small things on like phones? Yeah, anything that can fit in your pockets is what we're saying. And hats you have to sit on. I don't know if it's just me, but I would not want to take my phone on a roller coaster ever. Well, it's not too bad because the the lap bar um, that pulls down kind of blocks the pockets for me. I couldn't reach anything like my phone and my GoPro were in both my pockets, and they were secure, super secure, just from the lap bar. I, it's not even just like well, the main bit of it is that it's secure because I don't want it to fall out and like knock someone out. But also, I don't want to like smash my leg into the side of the seat and like crack my phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I've decided I'm gonna invest in a fanny pack. Oh yeah. No, yeah. what I was thinking that Stylish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm, I don't know what style is anymore. I've just learned what a fanny French packs. tuck is, and that's that's my new fashion statement. It's a French tuck. What, what the frick's a French tuck? It sounds dirty. <laughs> uh, it kind of is. I'll tell you about it later on. Okay. Um, but that's the that's the thing that annoys me on Sunrise that I really wanted to have my phone on the Hulk so I could record myself on it. it was the first time i'd ever been on it. it you know i was conquering a big fear by going on the hulk for the first time and i wanted some evidence that i was actually on it i just wanted to record the audio um but you obviously can't take your phones on the hulk even though i had like secure pockets and everything like that you know they tell you to put your, your stuff in the locker and, and you know i obliged but um you know i get from a safety aspect but i think if people are sensible you know i know what you're saying amanda as well i wouldn't have my phone in in any kind of pocket where things might fall out if i if it wasn't secure like really secure then i wouldn't i wouldn't carry it on with me no like a drunk took my phone on the mummy one time and it was the most stressful ride of my life (laughs) i just kept thinking like i'm gonna smash it or i'm gonna drop it i was like holding on to it for dear life because obviously i'm only little and only wear little clothes with little pockets and i'm like my phone's never gonna fit in my pocket while i'm sat down (laughs) so i've got it in my arms like between the lap bar and my belly trying to hold on to it and i'm like this is so stressful (laughs) never doing this ever again i only wanted to film with you (laughs) yeah that's like every ride on shikra i'm like i hope my phone's still in my pocket at the end of the ride (laughs) guys if you've never obviously been on the grand national ride at blackpool pleasure beach On the what ride? The Grand National. <laughs> I love that, but it's freaking terrifying. Oh my god, I felt like I was literally going to die. Honestly, it's so scary, but so I love Blackpool. Let's do a team trip to Blackpool. Oh, uh, that's what Dibcast does. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Dibcast no longer exists, so we're all right. I don't know oh, we've is. outlived Dibcast. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll set up well, Blackpool's my favorite place. I always go to Blackpool, so we'll do an amanda trip and i'll show you all the cool stuff in blackpool i think craig would like to do that as well um, i know craig Luke, i don't i mean obviously you've said a little bit about the ride and it, it what you said sounds incredible and yeah i don't think we should try and spoil things too much for a ride that's been open for such a short amount of time 
but I do want to know what the queue is like. You know, I think, um, you know, Forbidden Journey has got such an amazing queue because you're going through the castle. And I really like Gringotts, but I mean, it's it's not really up to the same standard. So how does the, the ride queue for Hagrid compare? So it's good. It, like, I liked it, but it's also mostly just caves, kind of like, if you remember Dueling Dragons and, uh, what was it, Dragon Challenge? Yeah. You now it's just like a lot of caves. That's still kind of mostly the queue, is uh, these small cramped caves. But uh, the pre-show is awesome, because do you remember the room in Dueling Dragons with the frozen bodies hanging? Mm-hmm. That is like the entire uh, pre-show room now. Oh. So that is it. It's like you can definitely see the old queue, but it's not as themed. I'd say I think it's more. I, I don't know. It's pretty themed, but it's a lot of caves. <laughs> okay. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite bit about the ride? The, <gasps> damn. What, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> quick, quick translate translate he, he liked the the animatronic dogs <laughs> yeah fluffy that's actually who's barking right now um but the my favorite part was the i don't know have should i spoil it it's a part it's a coaster most of the coaster the launches and then there's this one part in this ride that's really awesome but i don't know if i should say it because it's kind of an awesome part <laughs> I feel like I know which part you're talking about, and I feel like that's going to be my favorite part too. It's it's the part with the car. You've seen a. I haven't seen a POV of it. I've just seen the track layout. I saw one minute and thirty seconds of a POV. It's the tallest part of the coaster. Oh no, that's not the bit I was thinking. Oh, you're thinking of the devil snare part. That's the bit that I'm thinking of. Yeah, that that I was not ready for. So my heart did kind of drop. <laughs> I'm so excited about that because I love 13 Alton Towers. Oh, yeah, that's like the twin coaster, right? It's so, so good. And even though it's such a short ride, it's such a cool concept. Like, I love it. So when I heard that this was going to have a similar kind of thing in it, I was like, I am all for this. Heck yeah, and it's a long ride, too. So I think it's about three minutes in total. Yeah, oh. it is, yeah. Yeah. Well, the POV I saw was just over three minutes, but that include will obviously include the bit after the ride as well. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A nice, it's must length. Ten out of ten ride for sure. Yay! That's so good to hear. Honestly, I've heard nothing but good reviews about it, and so many people saying that it's the best ride that they've ever been on. Like for sure, the best ride at Universal. Like nothing but good. Yeah, I can't say it's the best ride at Universal because Men in Black still exists. I mean, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> you too. <laughs> we are how we are. I'm glad me and Chris are on this podcast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we have taste. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a type of taste. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm dead excited to ride this, and Luke, because we're going on our trip together in September now. We can just keep taking in turns to do the motorbike and the sidecar. But yeah. Ah, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, anything anyone else wants to hear about Hagrid's before we move on? No. No, all good. Oh yeah. I just hope in the four days that I'm there that I'm I'm actually going to be able to get on it at least. Oh, you will. (laughs) I think I think by the time we get there, it will have quietened down a little bit. Yeah, especially with single rider. Yeah. 
defo. And I feel like if it's something new, I'm down for waiting like an hour to an hour and a half for it. Like I still haven't ridden Flight of Passage mm. because Ooh. that's still doing like three hours. Holy crap. Um, whenever I get there. And I'm, I'm not the kind of person that's going to get to Animal Kingdom for opening. So we queued for an hour and a half for Forbidden Journey about uh, three months after uh, Hogsmeade opened. So that you know, we didn't think that was too bad. And then we did it it a few days after, and I think we waited about forty minutes. So yeah, but I'm I'm, I can do that. Hour two hours, no problem. You know, to ride something for the first time that's new. Yeah, I'll do it. It's easily worth a three to four hour wait for your first time. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm not going to wait three or four hours. Well, I might if I have to, but I'd rather <laughs> wait an hour. An hour is like my limit usually. But I'm very excited to do it. HHN News and Rumours is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumours all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit www.hhnunofficial.com. Moving on to my personal most exciting news of the week, which was that we had our latest Halloween Horror Nights 29 announcement, and it was our third original house. One, two, three. Third original house. Ooh, and that is Council Free. I know. Look <laughs> how smart I am. So it was Yeti, Terra of the Yukon. And this made me so freaking excited because I loved the Yeti section of Slaughter Cinema last year. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I adored it. This isn't the same kind of Yeti thing that we've got going on last year was a swamp yeti this year is a yukon yeti yukon is i believe in canada yeah it's like it's like a close to ripsaw falls not a real thing no <laughs> i was like what why are you throwing drug free at me right now <laughs> i mean it could have been for all i know it might be i don't yukon here i'll look it up real quick i'm sure that it's like um, it's in Canada, yeah. Yeah, I was positive. Yeah, Canadian territory. Yes. Now, I know, as excited as everyone else is here, I know that uh, it, it certainly looks like Mr. Ripley's very excited about the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> are you a big Yeti fan? Why are you so fan? excited? Sorry, who are you talking to? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Me, sorry. Um, yeah, I am really excited, actually, because this idea of this house has been kicking around for ages um and the, one of the first people actually to come up with this idea was our pal james michael roddy um and he designed um a, a yeti house back in 98 99 i'd say and it was so terrifying that he, he didn't want to make it shoot so I can't see him going through this house. So basically what you're saying is that we need to get James Michael Roddy on to tell us about this Yeti house. Mm. I'm going to message yeah. him right now. <laughs> I need to hear this. <laughs> message him. I know he listens to this podcast. 
Yeah, but he'll hear it after, and I want to have Good an point. instant reaction right now. Good point, well made. <laughs> yeah. Everybody listens to this podcast, even Tom Unscrupulous Callers. <laughs> He does now. <laughs> That's now. Yeah, we are, yeah. <laughs> wow. So yetis. And I think it was um oh, who was it the other day said that um the good thing about this Yeti house is that their Yeti will actually move. Oh yeah, that was the horror nights put out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like savage. I, I mean look, I, I think <laughs> Well, certainly when it was announced, that was my first thought, that it's finally going to be a Yeti in Orlando that moves. Oh, please, please, please. <laughs> a disco Yeti room. You know oh. what? That's, that would, that, in some ways, that would be even better. Amazing. If the Yeti, it's just like a disco ball with some flashing lights. That could be the HHM bear of this year, disco Yeti. <laughs> the, the hilarious thing is that, um, what's that Imagineer's name? Joe Rody, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, he did the Gardens of the Galaxy overlay on um, in Disneyland, and inside there, it's full of animatronics. Yet there is a Yeti inside there that doesn't move; it's completely static. And you think to yourself, surely, you know, has he got a problem with animating Yetis, or you know, does he just want them all to be static? Maybe, maybe has like Yeti PTSD. <laughs> You never know. So what else do we know about this house, Chris? Um, What do we know about this house? Um, Well, it's going to be bloody. Fantastic. Um, We know that it's um, currently going through scenic design at the moment. So they're still, um, they are still currently building it. And it is also... Uh, the um, code name for this was Jerky, oh. and it is in a sound stage. Why Jerky? Because Jack Links. Those commercials. Because what? Those Jack Links commercials with Bigfoot. Right, just just, just to fill everyone in. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm British. We get <laughs> look we it do, up. <laughs> we do get Jack Jack Links in this country. Sometimes uh, it's a it's a brand of jerky. So Amanda doesn't eat jerky. I used to eat. Oh jerky. yeah, I used to, <laughs> I used to eat Jack Link's jerky, but I, I obviously no longer do as well. But we do not get the adverts in the UK. Oh, the adverts are pretty funny, actually. So can you explain the adverts to a British vegetarian? Um, it's these two guys eating Jack Link's jerky, and the Yeti or Bigfoot. Gets pretty. Uh, he he kind of just wants to hang out with them, but they're kind of dicks to him. So in one, they're driving. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, you can have a ride, guy," or they're calling him like little guy. So he gets to the car, and then they drive away, and they keep on doing it to him until he like kills them. Oh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just like the house. As long as he gets to his revenge by killing them, as they rightfully deserve, then that's good. Yeah, maybe he kills them. I'm not really sure. That's what I always thought. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Luke's a psycho. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So when I was reading through the little blog post about this house, like you guys know that whenever like a house gets announced, my imagination just goes wild of all the ways that I'd make it or the ways I'd like to see it. So in the little description, it says that 
deep in the remote tundra of the Yukon, loggers and trappers seek refuge from the frigid grip of an Arctic blizzard. So it's going to be in a logging camp that's being torn apart by the jetty and the floors are covered in snow. So imagine how beautiful these sets are going to be. And you know that I love a good snowy set. Oh, snowy yeah. sets are the best. They are the ultimate. So lots of blood, lots of snow, lots of bloody snow. Um, and this territory is haunted by their worst nightmares. Do you think we'll see an appearance from Snow, the 90s Canadian rapper? I don't know what that is. Informer. <laughs> the only Canadian rapper that I know is Drake. Oh, he's Canadian. Yeah. 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 Sure. Why am I the youngest soul on this podcast? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you definitely are. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, right outside, screams are frozen on the faces of those who fled the tower and monsters. Ooh, that Mm. means more than one. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Disco yet ease, only to succumb to the elements. So, I'm imagining like. Jack Torrance frozen in the snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So then we get to the Yeti's part of the description. Cringe at the trail of blood leading to caves. I freaking love a good cave set too. Oh, yeah. None have lived to see. Oh, my God. As you enter the labyrinth of caves, you'll hear screaming echoes of those who could not escape the inevitable. If you survive long enough to see the end, you're likely to find the remains of those who came before you and met their demise. You're in Yeti territory now. Oh, my God. Yes. Hmm, I think I might skip this house. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me Have you been hitting the happy pen? Me. 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 You can hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrific. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so freaking excited. Like, I thought that I was excited about the Nightingale sets because also my imagination was a little bit wild thinking about them. These ones I know are going to be, like, my fave. They're going to be gorgeous. And they'll be cold. Yes, I love a good cold house too. Poltergeist cold. Oh, those fans that they had in Poltergeist last year were amazing. <laughs> Like, when oh. good when you're wearing a dress when you're going through that room. Everyone had, like, a little Preach, Marilyn Monroe show. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good. I don't know about you guys, but this is, like, real high on my list. Mm, definitely. I feel like... Is that our last original now? Um... Let me get my notes. Uh, It isn't. Well, we've had one be cancelled, apparently, haven't we? Yeah, I want to get to that in Uno Memento. And so we've got Nightingales has been announced, hasn't it? Mm Yes. Um, Oh, no, hang on. We have got others to come, haven't we? Mm -hmm. About five. Got five in total and one more original i think so what houses have been announced so far we've got nightingales five have been announced universal monsters yeah strange uh, things yeah depths of fear yeah yeti yep yeti okay yeah so one has possibly been cancelled and we still got one to be announced 
Yeah. And one, one that possibly, I know, not an IP, but um, I'm sure people have now seen the images of the supposedly leaked house. <laughs> that video that was released last week. Do we do we think it was completely accidental, or do we think it was deliberately leaked like that to whip up anticipation? Uh, Wait, the the casting one. Yeah. So many people sent me screenshots from that, and I was out having dinner, and I was like, "Oh my god, I just missed <laughs> dinner for one second because this is important." <laughs> Damn right, it's important. Yeah. I was like, "Holy frick, yes!" Like we knew. But now it's confirmed. Well, Slightly. it's yeah, more confirmed than it wasn't. But well, the news. Well, what made it even more interesting was the fact that the images, well, some of the images that were on the paperwork that the man was holding, were of Ghostbusters two. I looked at Hmm. So that was a bit confusing. So I don't really know what's going on. I mean, could we have a Ghostbusters one and two house? Uh, I mean, I suppose you could, but it's anyone... a big area, right? The house that the um, soundstage that it is supposedly going in. It's going into yes, it's going to a very large soundstage on its own. Mm-hmm. The one that Stranger Things was in last year. Uh, no, Stranger Things is back in the same one. Oh shoot! It's in that big one that they you used to use occasionally for Walking Dead. Uh, is that the Poltergeist one? Um, no. don't think uh, so. Hmm, well, I am confused. I mean, I, I was I was going to say who really wants to have the second one included when the first one's so good, but then if you think about the main villain in the second one. I like the way we're all skirting around saying... I know. Oh, <laughs> I've already said it once. I'm nervous now, but I just said Ghostbusters 1 and 2. <gasps> Living on the edge. You can oh say gosh. it. You can say it. It's locked in, apparently. So. Okay. All right, you heard it here Stop first. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Vigo! I mean, who wants to see him? Let's be honest. Mm, let's be honest. That is, that is some scary stuff right there. I know, so. but you know what? Does this one... I don't like calling out scare actors for like character integrity, but there is one scare actor who I don't know personally, but I see him every year at the event and I know that he would be so cool as him. Cool. If he's been cast this year, I don't know because I don't know him. I hope that he has. The thing is, if they stick to just number one, which is probably what they'll do, um, how, I mean, there's a lot of things in that which will make you wonder how they're going to do it. Yeah. Do you not think? I mean, there's quite a few things. And it's not like a super scary movie. It's not, yeah, it's not really scary, is it, Ghostbusters 1? Well, neither of them are really. It's that comedy horror thing, isn't it? With the emphasis much more on comedy than than horror. Um, You know, I see this as being... You know, this year's version of like Ash versus Evil Dead. True. Oh, I hope it's better than that. I loved Ash Chris. versus Evil Dead. <laughs> Me too. That was so good. I really liked it. And I feel like I get more offended every time that someone says that wasn't. 
Chris, you're off my Christmas card list. <laughs> Just kidding. I'd never leave. Need to watch list. more of the episodes, I think. I watched the f- I watched the first season. I think I got about a few episodes into season two, and it was good. But you know, sometimes with shows, it just you just forget it's there. Uh, that's that's all it was. Like it, it was good, but it wasn't quite grabbed me enough. But I thought it was it was it was pretty good. But I liked the house in that it wasn't you know there was a lot, there was a, a bit of a comedy element to it. I thought that was quite fun compared to everything else which is obviously a lot more intense i thought it was a nice kind of break from the norm and that's kind of what you know i think with with ghostbusters you've got that two-pronged version you've got that comedy horror element which is going to appeal to more people uh like a different type of person but you've also got like one of the most iconic films in history Mm -hmm. so whichever way you slice it's going to be fun Exactly. And also, when you were little, um, probably even still now, everybody wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Heck yeah. Everybody wanted to be. I still want to be a Ghostbuster. So, like, I am going to be living my best life going through this house. I don't care if anyone says it shouldn't be there because it's not scary. It should be. I'm super excited. Plenty of scary stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Change that. Still jump no matter what. Yeah, it, exactly. It'll be a cool house. I'm very excited about it. I'm glad that we can semi-talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> but can we talk about the other thing, Chris? Yes or no? Um, is it? Well, it's not it really is only, to say, is it? It is only rumour. I mean, do you want to take it's away the rumour? Well, what we can say is that the rumour says that um, one of the original houses has been scrapped in favour of an IP. So I'm um, a little bit salty about this Mm -hmm. because the rumoured original house was a tooth fairy house, which Mm -hmm. I thought sounded cool as fuck. Hmm. So I think I maybe spoke about it a little on the last episode that there was a film and I think it was just called Tooth Fairy. That oh, you yeah, like rock, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think it came out like early 2000s, around the like, like maybe late 90s, like around the era of I Know What You Did Last Summer and shit like that. And this, I thought this film was super, super scary. So when I saw that this was a rumoured original, I was like, yes so about that i was imagining like a super witchy tooth fairy vibe so a little bit salty that it's been removed and always a little bit salty for an original to be removed however Mm. what's rumored it could mm. be big it could be the thing is with rumors that come from particularly the rumors that come from the the forums of halloween horror night fan websites are that they generally speaking often have a very big, large chunk of truth in them, but then they usually get sort of exaggerated in such a way that the truth is still the truth, but the way upon which they got there is wrong. So, for example, it might just be the case that this Tooth Fairy 
um, house never did exist. <laughs> this IP may have always been coming. Um, hmm. You know, all this change happened much earlier. It didn't happen like yesterday. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. like there is a bit of truth there, but then it just gets moved around and, and, and altered slightly. I mean, rumours isn't really something that the whole group of us would, would really talk about much anyway, would we? Yeah. Uh, I have to start rumours on this podcast. Yeah, like um, Game of Thrones. Third gate, not a rumour, concrete. I say no comment. I mean, people were rumouring that that was coming to Halloween Horror Nights for next year. Hmm. Oh, hmm. Game of Thrones, yeah. So, I'm not going to watch it. It's like you jumped the shark, Nick. Yeah. You're way ahead of your time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been told that before. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay, so um, this rumoured IP that's come in, potentially, maybe, mm-hmm. um, is very recent. Mm-hmm. I'm talking 2019, kind of recent. Yeah, it could have a lot of us uh, talking about it <laughs> could they could they yeah yeah i mean we have spoke about it on the podcast before um and we had quite a lengthy discussion about how we i enjoyed it very very much as a film it was probably one of my favorite recent films that's been out probably in the last like five years i'd say um oh, very shoot. very very good but how I didn't think it would work as a house and Nick, you agreed with me. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're like, yeah, no, really, say- really want to hear concrete, go back and listen. If you have certs behind yeah. like January time, February time, March, it came out. I think. Oh, March time. There you go. Yeah. I was just trying to get to listen to all the episodes, honestly. <laughs> it's quite funny how the both of us agreed on it as well. And that it would have made a very good house. Cause just the two of us. Exactly, both of us just you know. And I haven't really seen great. it. What? I'm the I only know, one. You haven't, Luke. I'm yeah. the only one amongst us who hasn't seen it. No, no. Luke, <laughs> Luke also had to add to that as well. Yeah, oh, you right. and Luke are in us. <laughs> I think the two of you, or as a matter of fact, just the two of us, uh, but in, in this case, you two uh, should go and watch said film together yeah. just in case it does appear at Halloween Horror Nights always announced very very soon who can say yeah. it's oh, not for right. us to say so <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I think that might have been my 8th or ninth so far I've lost right. count it was a fun game while it lasted it was um, <laughs> basically rewind that whole last 5 minutes back and take a shot every time one of us says it don't be punk. Honestly, you'll be game. like Flames James Lit. That's another <laughs> game with Amanda's vlogs. Every time she says pumpkin, take a shot. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you'll be fucked up. Pumpkin Amanda's pumpkin blog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin. Or plog. <laughs> yeah. She so called it a plog. Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like we've done an all right job of keeping this episode less than two hours. I'm proud of us. I, I think we've done very well. But Honestly. You're proud of us. That's that's nice of you to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> before we wrap up, because this has also been kind of rumoured, but I don't think there's any actual truth in it. But you did go and see a film very recently. So I just wanted you to 
wrap this episode up by giving us a quick overview. Okay, so basically I went to go and see the new Child's Play on Sunday and in the whole run-up to this film coming out, every poster that I'd see for it or every teaser or every trailer, I was like, no, I am 100% not down for this. This is not my Chucky. (laughs) But then I decided that I was going to appreciate art for what art is and appreciate words that people have went to making a film. So I separated it completely and I went to go and see it out of curiosity. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as what I'd built up to be in my head. It was um, fun. And it was different. I feel like if you kind of do what I did and not try and dwell on the fact that it's a remake of a film that you love, you'll be okay going to see it. Um, I really hated the way that they've made Chucky look. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen much of it. It's a little bit like how they've remade Teddy Ruxpin. Which is obviously what Chucky was originally based on, let's be honest, was Teddy Ruxpin. And the new, and I, I know, Maddie, you're too young for Teddy Ruxpin, you have to Google it afterwards, but... I did, I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. I'm sure me and Chris will talk about it on our new podcast, A-List, uh, Branch and Ripley. Please subscribe. But, <laughs> um, cheap, cheap plug. But, um, yeah, I, I know what you mean it. it when they kind of reboot these things, it looks a bit off. And what I think is interesting about this, and I didn't realise this until recently, is the way they've made this without the creator of Charles Play, mm-hmm. who is off making a TV spin-off over at Sci-Fi, is that at, although Universal have made all the Charles Play films or released them from, from two onwards, the original Charles Play is still owned by MGM United Artists. And that is how, I don't know where it sits now, but that's where it's at at the time. Um, And that's why they've been able to make this new Child's Play film without, they asked if he would do it and he said no, he didn't want to because of what they had planned. But that's the Mm -hmm. reason why they could make a Child's Play film that's separate from the other Child's Play films. Yeah, so Don Mancini is making, off making his own TV show and that is going to have Brad Dourif voicing Chucky who obviously has always voiced Chucky. Um, in this new one, it's Mark Hamill, which is something else I was a little bit unsure of before I went in. But I liked him. I liked him being like I'm not going to say I liked him being Chucky, because I like Brad Dorf being Chucky. But um, it, it was fine. He's it a was, fantastic voice actor. Mark he Hamill. is. He was good. If you separated it, it was he was good. He was good at what he was doing. Um, there's a lot of nods in the film to other 80s films. So there's a Killer Clowns from Outer Space poster. What? There's a lot of nods to E.T. throughout the film, which That's I really liked. Likes it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was its yeah, one saving grace. <laughs> it wasn't for E.T., <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was it was fine. It was okay. Um, pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy even wears like a little red hoodie. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna spoil 
like the main ET bit of it, but when you see it, you'll laugh. So it was fine. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I didn't really get on with any of the characters. Like, none of them were interesting enough to me to make me, like, super like it. I wouldn't watch it again. But it was fine. It was not terrible. Well, I asked, I asked for a review and I got one. So thank you. Um, talking about our new podcast, Nick, it sort of ties into what you're saying, Amanda. Um, one of the listeners who um, heard our first show sent in a message to me regarding um, David Warner. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I said I met David Warner once. We were talking yep. about that. Uh, apparently, he was first choice and started doing um, all the pre-production to be Freddy Krueger. Wow. Wow. Um, and the, this guy sent me some photos from the set of David Warner in full Freddy makeup. Holy cow. Um, and apparently this. it was another, um, what's his name? Eric Stoltz when he was Back to the Future. Yep, yep, yep. And then they filmed, I don't know, two or three days worth and then they sacked him. Basically the same thing happened to David Warner on, on Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. And I never knew that. No. But, you know, how amazing. If I'd have known that, I would have, you know, asked him about it. He probably would have punched me, but. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But the thing is, though, is what you're saying, Amanda, is sometimes these things, they're so iconic. Would it not have just been better just to have made another Child's Play sequel? You know, like when they refreshed um, Nightmare on Elm Street with that random bloke playing. You can't say that Jackie Earl Haley is some random. He played Rorschach, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but and you know what I'm saying? Freddy Krueger Kruger is so iconic. It needs to be Robert England, doesn't it? I think the thing is, and I, and I completely agree with you, I, I never saw The Nightmare Before, Night Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, that <was> really <laughs> <Force> of habit. <laughs> the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, remake, because I just didn't really see the point. As you said, like sometimes these roles are so iconic. It's a little bit different with Jason and Michael Myers because, for the most part, they've been behind masks. Although you've you've seen, you know, there've been versions where you've seen them behind the mask and stuff like that, but you still associate the look more than the character. Whilst even though Robert England was obviously in a lot of makeup, it's completely mm. different to what we're talking about here. But the thing is, like, of course it would have made more sense to have made another Chucky sequel. It's just that MGM didn't have the right... You know, if, they, if they'd have got Don Mancini on board, they could have done a proper remake, brought Brad back, and it would have been just a modern reboot of, of the first Child's Play. But the thing is, though, is like, I don't want to be rude about Don, but he's, he's unemployed at the moment. What, what's he doing? Nothing. Why can't he make another one? Well, he's making a TV, apparently making a TV series because everything has to be a TV series nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I've got to be honest, even though I know it's his franchise and he's involved in it, am I really that bothered about seeing a Chucky TV series? Yeah. Um, if, Chucky, if Chucky was taking over like the late, late show from James Corden, yes, I'd probably watch that. <laughs> mm. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I can guess because Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> if that's what it is, I just don't think uh, sci-fi are in the market for that right now. But, um, you know, I would, you know, we've, we've seen things like Scream be turned into TV series. We were talking, you know, earlier about Ash versus Evil Dead. You know, again, that took a, a horror film series and turned it into a TV series. You know, neither of those were awful, but at the same time, neither of them were really as good as the originals that they were based on. So therefore... No, but now there's a third season of the Scream TV series coming out next month. Is there a third season or is it four episodes? Um, I don't know how many episodes it? it is, but I know that it's just across three nights. And the original Ghostface mask is back this time instead of the crappy one that they had in the first two seasons. I mean, I don't want to put dampener on it, but do you know when they filmed that season? Which season? This this new one? Yeah, season three. About two years ago. Did they? Yeah. I mean, I'm still down for it. I love Scream. It just, it just, anything like that worries me. Um, and I'll tell you what, the next episode, and now I'm going to have to really remember about this, the next episode we record of A Last Branch in Ripley, I will tell Chris my story about another film that sat on the shelf for far too long, Robocop 3. <laughs> and Gosh. yeah, and because I've got a good story about that one. And yeah, sometimes there's a reason why these, these things aren't actually shown or released to the public. Oh. I mean, you know what? I could be completely wrong. It could have been some legal tape work that, that held it up and it could be a really good, a bit short season. Um, but when you hear stuff like that, it worries me about the quality of it. But to be honest with you, when you look at the way in which they um, did business with Universal and how confused and chaotic that was to bring Scream to Halloween Horror Nights, then if their production's anything like that, then crikey. It's any, it's any wonder it got made. Well, isn't the whole thing with Scream anyway and the, the ghost face mask that they used it in the first Scream and didn't realise that somebody owned the, the rights to it? Yeah, I mean, this is how stupid it is. They, they went to a generic Halloween shop and just bought a mask off the shelf, assuming that there was no rights attached to that i mean even like the halloween mask all right they did the same thing but they styled the hair different they they cut it about and then they painted it white (laughs) you know because it was a captain kirk mask wasn't it yeah i mean if you didn't know that you don't look at michael myers and think oh my god he looks like william shatner (laughs) (laughs) we know that's where that came from Mm. but it doesn't look like it but in you know, Scream was made in the nineties. We're long past the time now where people realise that you you can't just use something without checking the copyright. Which mm. is why the music I use on my podcast, I always ask for permission first. Um, the thing is, as well, it was made by Wes Craven, and it was Wes Craven, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. and and he was an incredibly thoughtful and considered man that used to plan his films with you know infinite detail. Mm. So it's a bit strange that this has sort of got under his radar. Yeah, that that's that is an odd thing, isn't it? Really, mm. because there is no reason why they could have designed a mask that was similar 
in some way to what they used. Mm. But as you said, they just use a generic mask and, and thought that would be, uh, that would be okay. But I have to agree with you, Amanda. I mean, I, I absolutely adore Scream and it's a shame that really it's never had its, its justice at Halloween Horror Nights. I know. All I want in life is a Scream house. Like, I just want them to go like ham on a Scream house. You can like, actually go to the house from Scream now. Oh, that's a dream. Cook some popcorn. I would love it. I'd love to do a tour of all of the horror movie locations. Just watch like, that's any my of, dream holiday. Just go and watch any of Adam the Woo's videos. <laughs> yeah. He goes around all of them. What you're saying is I should marry Adam the Woo. He'd probably take you up on that offer, I'd imagine. <laughs> I'll try. He turned me down. Um, I don't I'm have just... a successful track record of getting people to marry me. You know what? Luke. <laughs> Luke's about to propose. Here we go. go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need, we, you know, we're always good to increase our ratings. So, yeah. Next episode, Luke, proposal. I'll, I'll go buy a ring pop now. Yes. That's, that's what I gave my wife when I proposed. Is it I mean, actually? It is because yes. the, ring, the ring that I actually had was uh, like a great, great grandmother's or something. And I didn't want to take it with me in case. Oh, I feel like I've heard this story before. So yeah, yeah, ring ring pop all the way. Going off topic, but still on Halloween Horror Nights, before we wrap up, um, I saw a tweet today. In Mm -hmm. fact, I think actually I saw it because of Mr. Ripley um, Mm. about Bill and Ted. Mm. And if the new Bill and Ted film does not open up (laughs) with, uh, with the tweet that you sent today, you, you retweet it today, then it will make me a very sad panda. Because <laughs> uh, somebody's suggestion for, I think it's still called Bill and Ted Face the Music, mm. um, is that the film opens up with them, with Bill and Ted getting fired from Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, it, it'd just be genius, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, they've got nothing to lose by doing that, really, have they? Yeah. I mean, it will go over the head of about 60% <laughs> of the audience watching, if not more. But the, the guys... The guys, well, the th- you'd say that. The guys that, that um, own the IP and are writing this new movie were in the audience at the final ever showing at Orlando. Oh. I watched my last Bill and Ted with the guy that owns the rights to Bill and Ted. There you go. Oh, ho, ho. They were there. Mm-hmm. It was like, time to shine, Amanda. You can be Ted in Bill and Ted free. <laughs> and yet he still didn't propose to her. Nope. And Keanu Reeves uh, got the role instead of you, so how do you feel? Right. I just have a little thing that I want to say about Keanu Reeves to Keanu Reeves, if you're listening. (laughs) I've always appreciated you, Keanu Reeves, and I know that you're really, like, hip on the internet right now, but (laughs) I've always known your potential. I What I love most about the uh, Keanu results i don't even know if that's a thing i don't even know what's going on everyone's gone wild <laughs> <laughs> but what i Girls love gone wild. <laughs> what i love about the fact that keanu reeves now is like the coolest man in hollywood is that i've known for a long time i've read many things over the years about what an amazing human he is that mm-hmm. even when he's like not very good in the film i still think yeah but he's a much better human being than nearly any of us and i'll always i don't think that i've ever seen anything with keanu reeves in where i've been like nah it's always been a yes 
Oh, he wasn't in Speed 2, I suppose. So there's That's a plus point. But he was in the second <laughs> or third Matrix film, so, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. just saying. I love you, that's just, Keanu, just ignore him. We still love you. <laughs> I still love him. Number one. <laughs> I was, no matter what you do. I was the first person. I was the first person in England that jumped on John Wick because I had managed to see it um, about six months before the rest of the country. And Ooh. I was digging up that film for ages and I had a few people turn around and go, oh, but Keanu Reeves. Like, honestly, when you see John Wick, you'll eat your words. And yes. sure enough, I don't know anyone that I recommended that film to that didn't enjoy it and no. loved the John sequel. Wick is sick. I yeah. love John Wick. You seen John Wick 3? Not yet. Not big enough fan. Right. I can only go to the cinema a limited amount of times. I don't have a cinema card like some. Oh, that's such a lame excuse. No, I'm poor. Uh-oh. I've just had to cancel my holiday and rebook another holiday. I don't have money to go to the cinema all the time. Okay. Why did you do that? It's a long story. Don't want to go into oh, that. Oh, because okay. Luke is so much better. Yeah, that's right. the, the umbrella of it is like Luke the best. Exactly. Holy. Yeah. Julie likes if you're Altoids, mate. <laughs> just in it for a green card. And that. And that. I, I love you deeply. So, <laughs> anyway, I love John Wick. I love Keanu Reeves. I'm so down for Bill and Ted Free. And I'd love Life of Bill and Ted. Um, like, psyched everyone out this year. We had Bill and Ted back. <laughs> Imagine. God, well, that would be they're hilarious. Leaving it, they're leaving it late to announce uh, the, the show this year. Mm-hmm. I think we've announced so far. So, well. It's not a no till it's a confirmed no. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it from us, Amanda? That is it. It's been a, an hour. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's now less than normal. Yeah, Silver Lions. <laughs> there is one, there is one um, little piece of breaking news that I think yeah. we've all overlooked. Yeah. Um, Universal's Endless Summer Resort opens tomorrow. Oh. Oh, yeah. Phil's staying there, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to hear his um, review of it. Well, I mean, obviously his podcast is now part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Thank you Ooh. for joining us, Phil. But, of course, if you want to come on our little humble show, or Manny's little humble show, then, you know, you're always welcome on to uh, review it on here. 100%. Also, for those of you that join in with my little movie club on Thursdays, um, it's been super fun so far. I'm super enjoying it. It's it's more active on Instagram than it is in the Facebook group. So you can now like, you've mm. just answered my question because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't see much on Facebook. So so what are we watching? You watch a film? Are you just commenting during a film? What's the so basically? It's a mixture of commentary on the film and me posting part of either the screen while I'm watching it or like little bits of me while I'm watching it but mostly commentary on it and then we I'll like have discussions with people or I'll post like polls on Instagram or um, like questions so that we can have like discussion about it so it is definitely more active on Instagram because it's a little bit easier to use whilst I'm watching it and that Instagram is Boston White all one word just her full name (laughs) Just, just my full name. That's my birth name. Um, 
so yeah Thursday nights I tend to watch it about 10 p.m UK time so what's that about 5 p.m Florida time yeah you'll this week we're going with Chris's pick, mm. which is Psycho, the Ridge, the Ridge, the Ridge. So basically, if you don't know what it is that we're doing on Thursdays, we're doing like a Halloween Horror Nights preparation where, and it's called Boston White's Midnight Horror Movie Club. So we'll all watch a film together. <laughs> Boston White's Horror Movie Club starts at ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it can't, no it starts a quarter past 10 to half 10 and so at midnight I am watching the film right. I want to watch it at midnight but I'm conscious that not everyone's psychopath that stays up late like me Yeah. so I had to move it to 10 o'clock but I'm awake at like 4 o'clock every morning so I'd, I have no problem actually watching it at 12 um, but every Thursday we watch a film in preparation for Halloween Horror Nights in case people haven't seen it or in case you just want to hear me rambling on about it like you don't get enough of me on the podcast I don't know um but yeah we've done House of a Thousand Corpses so far and last week we did Pride of Frankenstein this week is Psycho which is not Halloween Horror Nights this year but Chris picked it especially because it's one of his faves and we're watching the original 60s version not the um 98 reshoot I mean, I do like Vince Vaughn, but no, we're watching the original. You do get Anne Hayes' butthole, though, in the in the remake. <laughs> yeah, li- literally, you, you get Vince jacking off colour and her bum. That is literally the only differences. Yeah. Otherwise, it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's one of the rare instances you see a butthole in a mainstream Hollywood film. Yes. So. <laughs> just, just saying. For those that are fans of that. Man, I'm going to watch this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, check that out on Luke's Midnight Horror Movie Club. <laughs> at actual midnight. Starts at 4.20. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. What? Why would it do that? It's a good time of the day. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. On that note, thanks so much for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next episode. We love you and appreciate you. Bye. I think it's... Happy nightmares. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs>listen to this show if you would like to support us and the other after Dark podcast network shows please visit our patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-r-n.com slash disafterdark as well as supporting the show there are other goodies available including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support